podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hello and welcome to the Gameplay Pod. On this, we're going to be talking player reviews of Team of the Season Lewandowski, Kimmich, Fakir, and asking whether you should sub off your best players, how to improve your over-the-top through balls, and why the target man instruction could actually be the key to three at the back success. I'm your host, Ben. You're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Patreon, wherever you get your podcasts, and brought to you by those Patreon supporters. Hello and welcome to week 33. This is a gameplay podcast and we have plenty of gameplay expertise on it as we always do and as we almost always do we've got Air Japes FIFA who had a pretty good weekend himself, sounded like a relatively comfortable Elite 3 finish and in time for Bundesliga team of the season which we discuss on the content pod but great to have you back Japes. Glad to be back. And it was a fairly comfortable Elite finish. I finished, uh, what did I do, like Elite at... 23 and four, I think is where I stopped. So not nail biting. And what was annoying though, is I dropped like I was 22 and two and then I dropped two games before finishing lead. So I was like, Oh, I'm almost there. This is great. Just one more game. It turned out to be three more games. So a little devastating, but you know, had to, had to pull it out for Bundesliga team of the season. Uh, so I'm excited for my red picks, which I'm sure are going to be a letdown. Yeah, so. You'll have to hope your luck doesn't go to Zway having stolen his clearly for the past week as we found out on the content pod uh, it's a good one that Bundesliga focus content pod do check it out if you haven't already and you can also access that uh, supporter giveaway which is over at bit.ly slash pod two years uh, to celebrate two years of the supporter community it's two times 12,000 FIFA points or the voucher equivalent bit.ly slash pod two years so that's bit.ly slash pod two years Right, we move on to introducing our next guest, who is actually a member of that community and a top 200, nearly top 100 player, Hubert, is that right? I think like 107, so not quite, but... Close. So close, and actually, talking of close finishes for you, I think, was it the team of the season a few weeks ago where you just finished outside the top 200 for those big rewards? Yeah, that was for uh, Premier League team of the season, you got 27 wins and... Well, I technically the 28 wins was the cutoff, but I lost like the last game. So, yeah. Yeah. And going, unfortunately, from one FIFA near miss to another, Marcus Gomes, we have next. Melbourne City Pro was competing to go through to the FIFA E-World Cup final, ended up going out on penalties to the player who went through to the FIFA E-World Cup final. Uh, but it's been a, a great season apart from that near miss, unfortunately. And uh, it's a real pleasure to have you on after uh, that weekend. Means a lot. Ah, thank you, thank you. It's good to be back on. Nah, it's all good. Life goes on. You know, someone's gonna someone's gonna lose the penalty shootouts, and uh, you know, it is what it is. But it's good to be back on the pod. I'm looking forward to yeah, just talking a bit of gameplay here. Yeah, really good to have you. Always be our Oceana champ, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's move on though to talking about player reviews. I know we had quite a few from Zwen Japes on the Bundesliga content pod. I think it'd be good to hear from you though, Hugh, as you went on the content pod how you found uh, the team season players you've used recently, particularly, of course, that Lewandowski I know you have in your team. 
Yeah, I mean, I used team of the season Lewandowski as a center mid in 3-1-4-2, letting him kind of drift around and get forward. And he makes really good runs in that five-star weak foot's really great, although I'm sure that he was a uh, topic of conversation already. Well, it is funny, actually, because I think there are so many quality players within that team of the season Bundesliga. He might have gone under the radar a little bit in our conversations about this team. With the team of the year being four-star weak foot and this team of the season being five, there is a massive price difference. It's double, if not more, for the team of the season. Do you think he's worth the, what, two mil price, you? Yeah, I haven't really used his team of the year card in past FIFAs. I haven't really enjoyed using him just because he felt a little clunky, but this one felt really good to me. And I think you just pay a premium for the best. I mean, you compare team of the year Cristiano with his best in form and he's not that much better but it's like a few million coins so and I think more than the better stats it's just like because people know he has the five-star weak foot it just makes you more unpredictable because if you go towards the left like they're going to work to cut that off mm. rather than with the team of the year they might just kind of say well you know if you want to take that four-star weak foot shot then go for it yeah that, that is a good point and what the other center mid you're using because I think you're playing a 3-1-4-2 weren't you was Rashford actually or something? Yeah, team of the season Rashford um, with Lewandowski where the, the center mids just letting them go forward. But they both have decent physicals, kind of okay defensive abilities and medium defensive work rates. So they still did all right. I had a few times where Rashford won the ball off a moment's Cantona. So <laughs> he was surprisingly decent at defending. Just really wanted to find a way to get like six real attackers in the team just to have more fun, score more goals. And it worked pretty well. Yeah, nice. And I know that tactic is in the supporter Discord tactic bank. And it'd be interesting to know from you, Marcus. I know you haven't been able to play with too many team of season Bundesliga players because of competing. But is there anyone who interests you from a gameplay perspective in that team? It's a bit of a weird one, but I do want to give Sancho a bit of a test run. I, I don't know why. That's, that's why it's a bit of a weird choice because it's not super popular this year, but I mean, with that four-star week for now and the five-star skills, I love Sancho weirdly at the start of FIFA as like a budget player. I didn't have coins for, I remember, a right winger and he had the three-star week foot and the pace downgrade. Everyone kind of just laughed him off. But he definitely did a job for me at the start of the game. Um, and I haven't just haven't been able to test him out since. So now with this crazy, crazy good card, obviously it's, it's super expensive, like two mil plus. But um, I'm lucky that my account's blessed with coins just through all the rewards and also yeah just, the card looks incredible and i'll give him a shot and see what he's like um yeah it's just probably an odd choice probably not one's available to everyone but i'm gonna try yeah. out i came up against him once over the weekend and he was certainly a challenge to play against now japes you did a lot of reviews particularly of sort of gems i suppose in the bundesliga content pod but is there anyone which you wanted to give a mention here before we move on I'll just give another shout, shout out to uh, Joshua Kimmich. He's just amazing, truly, truly amazing. And I like you could use him a variety of different ways. Uh, I recently, like I had the team of the year that I had with a hunter and was using him largely as like a box to box uh, team of the season. I slapped the shadow on him because uh, his defensive stats, I believe, are a little bit less, even though his pace has improved and using him as a holding midfielder recently. And he's just so aggressive. He's always in the right spots. He takes the ball off of anyone and everyone. And I, I just think he, even though he's, you know, kind of expensive, he's just a game changing type player to have in your midfield. So uh, he comes highly, highly recommended. Yeah. And, and for me, the player that I think a lot of people 
were expecting a review on is finally here because I said last week about the team of the season for Kira I ended up getting in a pick wasn't necessarily going to use him but thought that I better because the uh, honourable mentions for me was one of the standouts of the year he scored 68 goals in 38 games in a weekend league for me and I think it was sort of 10 assists or so and I was expecting not nearly as much from this team of the season version because well I mean Times have changed and defenders are much better and his stats aren't a huge, huge improvement on the honourable mentions. I mean, it's significant, but, you know, he's a four-star, four-star player and his goal scoring was still absolutely amazing. So he scored 70 goals in the 23 games of weekend league I played. So that's even more than he scored in a full weekend league back in January with the honourable mentions, just in those 23 games, uh, seven games less. And it's a shame I didn't finish it in a way because it would have been interesting to see how high he could have got. You know, you're talking potentially if I'd ended up getting really lucky, 100, but I, I think that's quite unlikely. But he was scoring really frequent hat-tricks and I didn't have anyone rubber band during it either. The really high strength, aggression, composure and balance, those two I think are really important. I mean that he's still able to hold off the very best defenders, the most physical players and with the finesse shot, outside foot shot traits and the shot power and shooting stats, he's just an amazing, amazing finisher and poacher. But the four star, four star and the fact that so many players are so great in attack now and have five star skills, five star weak foot, he isn't the game changer that he was back then he's a really amazing finisher and if you're looking for a proper poacher for the 200k or really low price he is currently absolutely do it go for it if he fits in if he's the the player you need to complete a hybrid and you aren't too concerned about having the unpredictability of five star skill moves or five star weak foot i think he's as good as it gets from a player with four star, four star, which seems weird considering I'm not saying I'd fully recommend him despite him having the best record in a weekend league for any attacker. But that is just, uh, I think, more of a personal preference thing. I'm a big five star skill fan, as people will know. Let's move on to a question here, and it's from Two Left Foot. He's asking when to sub off his forwards. He's got Team Leo Messi and also the Informed Neymar, so very valuable partnership up front doesn't really want to sub them off basically but is wondering when he needs to bite the bullet if you like and go for it and sub them off Marcus what's your approach in terms of this I know you're going to have some decent bench players I'm sure to bring on um, but yeah what do you tend to do it's always a tough one especially when you obviously have limited players and you don't want to sub off Messi for example because you don't have someone of the same caliber but um, I'm definitely one that will take off my star players if I feel it's necessary or at least move them around in into, I guess, maybe less important positions on the pitch. For example, if I'm playing 4-4-2 and I really feel like, um, you know, my, one of my strikers is tired, but he still definitely can play. I'll move him out wide. But for me, the biggest thing is looking at my opponent's team. For example, if you're playing against, let's say you're playing against a 5-3-2 and the, and the guy has overlapping wingbacks and he hasn't subbed his wingbacks off, um, I think that's very important to bring on fresh wingers to try and attack that space. Or if you're playing against someone that's playing 4-3-1-2, press up to possession loss, and same thing with his fullbacks. I think it's the same situation where you take off fullbacks or other situations where you're holding out a lead in extra time, second half extra time, like it's about to start, and the guy's gone full team press and you're playing 4-4-2 and your Messi can't win the header when you're trying to lob it up and say your other attack is also very small. I would not be opposed to bring on a taller player or to move someone from out wide 
into the middle to try and win those knockdowns or just try and hold the ball up. So those are little scenarios that I always think of it. I think if you're having those thoughts of taking your player off because they're taking heavy touches or they, you know, you played a through ball and they got caught up too because of lack of stamina or just this or that, I think just go with your gut and bring on whoever you got on the bench. And obviously that's an important thing to try and obviously try and have a strong bench as well or as strong as possible. But obviously, it's not possible. You're not going to have a someone of messier caliber just chilling on the bench. Yeah, that's why it's also important to do the, the loans as well, especially the icon loans. Yeah, um, I don't want to be that guy, you know, doing loans in weekly this and that. But you know, it is an option is available. And if you don't have a lot of coins, then no one's going to really judge you for chucking on a loan on the bench that costs you five, ten k, compared to squeezing out twenty k, thirty k for a tots card that maybe isn't going to do the job. But um, I was definitely. Mm. Someone that always used to do that when I think the Cantona loan came out and players like that. Someone I would frequently sub on to see our games or to try and win the ball, like win the ball back with his height and his strength. So those are most buy pointers, but I'm curious to see what the other guys say. Because I know I know people that don't sub their players off like at all, their main players. If it doesn't matter how tired they are. I think Neymar is a great example at the start of the game where I don't see people taking him off no matter what. But, yeah. yeah, that is a really good point, actually, especially with that Cantona, who's such a different option, I think, compared to what most people are using. If you can use him uh, as a sub in certain games where you think your opponent's going to struggle against that physicality, maybe they've got a few uh, centre-backs who are weaker, full-backs or centre-back, uh, bringing him off the bench in really crucial games could help a lot. I did that with Maradona to pretty good effect, actually, earlier in the year. Hugh, I wanted to ask you, actually, what is your go-to plan around this do you think that it is something that you would do taking off a very strong player for uh, a weaker player off your bench? Um, how would you play it? Yeah, I uh, I mostly just sub off players who have to do a lot of running. So I'm really not ever touching my strikers. So um, like if I'm playing three at the back, it'll probably be the wingers and like a box to box or um, four at the back, maybe the fullbacks, you know, just players that if they are slow because they're tired, it's an issue. My strikers aren't usually running in behind like a ton, maybe sometimes, but um, not enough that I really feel the need to stri- sub them. I mean, it helps that I have, you know, mid R9. So it's kind of hard to find someone who's going to produce on a similar level, even though his stamina isn't great. But I just think that I really want that energy running down the lines, as Marcus said, you know, exploiting tired fullbacks, or if maybe you can play like a, a winger that can cut inside and they can run past a, a center back things like that where I think that it's more just about exploiting fresh legs and pace rather than taking off your best players because I think as you, as Marcus says that you know you can find somewhere to keep them on if you're losing bring on more attackers for defensive players and if you're winning you know you can bring like a box to box on for a more attacking midfielder but I like to keep those like top players on the field at all times right so he's in the uh keep him on the pitch even if they're tired because he's your best player and i mean it's team of the messy that two left foot's got quality player any other alternative viewpoints here man i'd sub him out <laughs> wait so james you're taking off your team of the messy even if he's the best player on your team 100 percent. i mean i think it depends how one it depends how tired he is like how tired are we talking here it depends how my attacks are going mm. For me, if you're playing with a two-striker setup, which it sounds like he is, one of your... For, I always think feel like one of my players at least should be close to full stamina and have pace to get in behind if need be. Because games mm. open up as it goes on and that pace becomes ultra important, at least in my mind, because the higher you know their stamina, the longer that they can sprint for. So 
like when your opponent's CBs wear down, you have the opportunity to play those balls in behind or over the top. And so oftentimes at the end of matches, I find myself with a big player that I can hoof it up to if I want to and a lightning player. So for me recently, or a player that's like big ish or good in the air recently, I have a untradeable team of the season Suarez that ends up playing one of my attacking positions to be able to hold it up. And then I bring on that Nerez card and it creates a lot of problems for people. So I think, you know, I think the the point though about know your formation, like with the three back Alfonso Davies for me is always tired when he's playing left mid, like he just needs to get subbed out. Mm. And Marcus talking about look at your opponent's players and see who they have subbed out and try to take advantage of it is great advice mm. and not something that I do enough. I tend to be like, okay, these are the this is the way that I like to attack. These are the players that get tired when I play this way. I'll go ahead and replace them. And but to Hugh's point, like I don't have a an R nine type up front. Like I'm using mid Ronaldinho and Waman as my strikers right now, and like. Subbing one of those off for like team of the season Suarez or Neres or sometimes I move Hullet up to striker like I it's fine right like mm. I, I'm not losing I'd say like that much if you're using a two striker formation for me like one striker should always have stamina and like Messi will pop up with an important goal here or there but I'd be inclined to like using a three five two I'd be more inclined to put Messi as my attacking mid and just put him on stay forward and allow him to like find space and pass without. You know, because he's not going to pose a threat getting in behind. And for me, it, it, like when you can't pose a threat to get in behind that way, your opponent has less options to defend. And I want to create the fear that I could have a pacey player running in behind, uh, opening up more options and like a more versatile attack for me. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think that's good advice. I mean, the other thing we should say is you can put conservative interceptions on your forward player with slightly lower stamina that you really want to make it through the game because it, yeah, it helps. does reduce stamina drain. Yeah, so if there's someone you really, really want to keep in there because they're that amazing compared to the rest of your team, you could do that just to, to help out a bit. But yeah, I think it's a good point. You know, you should be brutal about it. It does make such a massive difference having high stamina on players towards the end of games. And talking of stamina, let's recharge ours and take a break ourselves. We'll be back in just a moment. So you'll have probably heard before that Foot Weekly is made possible by our supporters and that could be anyone it could be you for example but it's also Shane who's the founder of Mystic Jerseys Shane's a long-term supporter of the pod and he's offering 15% off to Foot Weekly listeners what that means is if you're Europe or UK based for just over 30 pounds you can get yourself a mystery box containing a random football shirt which could be from a range of different clubs and nations around the world one of the really good things about it is that you can send a message with your order saying that you wouldn't like a shirt from a particular club, presumably a rival club. And you can also specify which particular color too, uh, in case you know, it's not going to suit you. So if you would like to take advantage of that, you just head over to Mystique Jerseys, which is M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E and then jerseys.com. And then you can use the code FOOTWEEKLY, so F-U-T weekly to get that 15% off a huge thank you to Shane and Mystic Jerseys for their support and of course all our supporters too and potentially your good self if you're interested there is that 12,000 FIFA point times two or the voucher equivalent giveaway going on at the moment so it's a great time to join you can get double the amount of pod content including this week's content pod with Sway on the Bundesliga over at bit.ly slash pod two years so that's bit.ly slash pod two years where you can enter the giveaway as well right let's jump back into the pod 
we wanted to move on to some more kind of formation related chat and um, CT30 saying here found Japes is 3-4-2-1 formation great this weekend. Gave me so many options going forward, especially against the narrow meta that seems to be going around at the moment. And I think that is a good point. We've talked a lot about the 4-1-2-1-2, the narrow, and the 4-3-1-2, and uh, that 3-4-2-1 and other three of the bat formations can be really effective against that. Um, so it's a good thing to remember. He also says, it did struggle against the 4-4-2 though. Is oh, yeah. there a particular formation you can recommend that you have found effective against the 4-4-2? I think you did say that at the time. Yeah, I, I refuse to play 3-4-2-1 against the 4-4-2. Like, I just won't do it. I'll swap out of it immediately. Mm. I like playing either a 4-1-4-1 or I'll, I'll actually play like 3-5-2 against 4-4-2 now. And I think it works pretty well. Okay. So you can stay in a three back. I, I just, the, the way the 3-4-2-1, the, the way the players position themselves, you just end up with your back line of three against an attacking four way too often. And I should say when I play three, five, two, I have my DMS on cover wing still. So like they will go out and help cover those wide players. Like, yes, it's going to drain their stamina a little bit more, but mm. you know, it's an option that that works out, but the four, one, four, one, I think works out great. You get the midfield advantage. You match up nicely on the wings. So that's, that's, I suppose my preferred safe option. Mm, yeah. And I believe that four, one, four, one is in the tactics bank in the discord it's a little way back now maybe i'll check with you after whether it is still current and uh, we can get it updated if not but the 352 i don't think we do have in there so i'll get that from you and we're going to talk a bit more about it in a bit we should also say that the tactics are sometimes linked in your twitch chat commands japes i think yes that's correct not always i guess up to date but people should go over there twitch.tv forward slash air japes fifa air japes fifa yeah um finally getting it you know after all these years that's right uh, and uh, we can uh, move on though to uh, i think hugh we were going to hear from you on this as well and uh, we'll hear from marcus too but hugh uh, what, what are your thoughts on this the 442 oh, obviously a tough formation because it's very you know solid and uh, can be a challenge if you're playing three at the back you were playing the 3142 over the weekend you were saying which actually you know playing it again is in the tactics bank in the supporter discord already what were your thoughts on that in terms of matching up with the other formations like the 442 which are so common yeah i thought it did pretty well i can't say i particularly noticed it's really struggling against 442 or anything in particular i mean it is the way i was mm. playing it fairly you know attacking and can be exposed really by anyone you know just depending on how good they are but um it's helpful that similar to like a 4141 that you have the two cms and the cdm against the opponent's two cms so you can kind of pass in a triangle around them um also have one or two of the strikers dropping off to help link play mm. And then, you know, you have that line of four through the middle moving forward. So I thought it did pretty well. Really just also helped having so many really attacking players. So that meant that anyone could go forward and any of the players who popped up in the box were reliable at finishing. So the goals were much more distributed rather than just relying on one player to do everything. So I thought it did pretty well. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. I know we've talked before about this, but you often play the four three three brackets too, which is, of course what Japes has been using for a lot of the year. And I think that's something that people quite like against the 4-4-2 because you can control the midfield. And I think actually maybe even, Marcus, when you've been on in the past, you've talked about switching to formations with three in the midfield against 4-4-2 if you want to, just to get a bit more control. Yeah, I have. I think Japes mentioned that the 4-1-4-1 has become a, a real a favourite of mine. I've, I've always loved it uh, when I'm not trying to full sweat, full play meta, this, that. Um, <laughs> and I've always used it a lot recently against the, against 442 players, not necessarily to, I guess, um, you know, really try and stop 
know, just the way a 442 works, but just to really control the ball. Um, your DM can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. Uh, so I really do usually play, put like a ball player there. I'm not too worried about having someone super defensive. Um, not that people really do this here, but I really do have a ball player there that can, I think I was using my, the flashback Firmino there for a long time uh, in my main team, which was someone that could just mm-hmm. kind of just control the game really and play more of like a ball playing DM rather than just like a, a six that's going to hold. So because as the two strikers, you can just kind of stretch them from side to side and eventually your DM is just into space and um, no one is going to press you with their one of their center mids and it's basically a 3v2 and um, just take your sweet time trialing, just passing the ball up the pitch and um, you have all the tempo. But 4-4-2, of course, is super, super tough to stop. I think the biggest thing about 4-4-2 is that um, the best players will just attack the wings over and over again. Um, and then drive to the byline, recycle it to the top of the box, and then get that ISO, the classic ISO ball in this FIFA with the two strikers versus two centre-backs, which is why a lot of people play the three at the back because mm-hmm. you have that extra centre-back that is positioned. When you play a 4-1-4-1, if you don't switch properly, your DM won't like pass fifth. He won't just come and help you with the second-man press or just the AI. He would, he would just stand there and watch, unfortunately. So it just feels like you're playing ISO ball again against the two strikers. But that's why a lot of people just play three or five at the back. So you have that extra center back in the middle. So when you get, when you know, eventually just like they get past you, which is naturally going to happen, you can switch and get that 2v2 again. So it's it's really, really difficult. And the three backs an option and a 4-1 four one, four one or a three-man midfield with a narrow is an option as well. But then you get up the wings. So, you know, you play 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, you go up the counters. And if, obviously, if you match, then you're just going to have to bank on you being the better player or getting luckier. So uh, it is very, very tough. It's why you see, unfortunately, ev- not, yeah, unfortunately, everyone just running it um, because uh, it's mm. super, super effective and very, very simple to, simple to play um, in terms of getting that ball to the front two, and, but also making the pitch as wide as possible to uh, stretch out your opponent's defense. So, I mean, anyone else has anything to say about that but that's that's been my experience with it this year and pretty much all the players i play against this year at the top level here in OCE are running the uh the 442 or some kind of variant of a 4231 that transitions into a 442 when the ball's in the final third so yeah yeah i feel like often when you see pro gameplay there is that two 442s playing each other and all the players match up on the pitch very consistently because of that and actually that leads us on nicely to what a question that was sent in well i suppose it's not really a question actually it's more of a statement as uh, cordless hawk mentions he says i can't underestimate how useful scoldy's comment regarding press on possession loss was a few weeks ago explaining that matching a formation and tactic makes your players line up against the opposition something i've used since i've heard it in games i've been losing uh, particularly at the 70th minute mark and it's seen either draws or wins uh, he wanted to bring attention to it again because I think it is something that is well worth mentioning and, and highlighting. I've tried it myself since and I definitely agree it works really well. So if you see your opponent's formation is say a 4-4-2, you're playing maybe a 4, let's say 3-1-2. If you put press on possession loss on or constant pressure even, you will find that your players and your team goes very much out of shape. Whereas if you just match their formation and put the pressing tactic on, then you will find that your team is always in the right position to put immediate pressure on the players and also you don't lose shape as much. Big thanks to Calder Talk for mentioning that again, something that, yeah, definitely worth highlighting. And uh, of course, thanks to Scoldy for mentioning that tip on the pod in the first place. Uh, Talking of tips from people around the community, something I've seen gaining a lot of traction is 
Uh, it's actually something that Mr. Aubrey, who is a pod guest early in the cycle, has been doing for a little while, it seems, and people have picked up on it and started using it, especially after a FIFA analyst tutorial that was recently out, is basically when you do a lobbed through ball, you should double tap Y or triangle, so the through ball button, to get a better trajectory and a better accuracy and curve on the pass. It seems to improve it quite a bit. Is this something, Hugh, you've tried and do you think it's effective, something people should be doing? Yeah, I put an example in the tutorial bank along with the video that you're talking about, the YouTube link, and it was actually really strange how much better it was. It was almost like like if you do a normal through ball versus a threaded through ball, like with the RB or R1, it kind of adds the curve and makes it a little more like precise. And it was kind of almost felt like that, but you're not using that RB or R1 modifier. It's just like, it made it go much more accurate, kind of added some curve to it. And this was using like Future Stars Dallo. It's like a right back. It's not even, as far as I know, his long passing isn't very good. Maybe it is, but I, I don't think it is. And he was like pinpoint precision to the far wing way down the line. And you wouldn't think that doing that would really change anything. I was pretty skeptical when I watched the video, but I was actually interested when it really worked so i'll have to try it against a real opponent non-squad battles mm, yeah that is interesting i've screwed around with it actually i saw a post i think it was on like reddit about it and i played i don't know four or five games last night on rivals and it drastically improves through walls yeah it's crazy. it's such like a simple thing but it makes me wonder like everybody using those double tapped like y or triangle through balls to begin with like if they're benefiting just from that like in general because those are so hard to defend like they're so hard to defend mm. and this like over the top especially for people that are using like the three back type things or uh, well, like wider custom tactics that have a left mid and right mid that are like overlapping getting behind the narrow formation like left back and right backs it just made it so easy to hit exactly the ball that you wanted versus sometimes you just send it to the corner flag yeah, it makes so much sense to me. I came up against quite a few players over this cycle who just seem to be able to hit long through balls in a way that I've just been unable to. I thought it was the, you know, threaded through ball modifier they were using, but it didn't really make sense because it was going closer to their player than that does. And quite clearly, this is what it is. And uh, I definitely encourage people to pick it up. It's obviously going to be really helpful and may well also be a thing next year. So, you know, worth giving a go at this point. And um, unfortunately, at this point, Hugh, you've got to head off. We've got one more thing to chat about, which is Japes Target Man Tactics. But we'll say goodbye to you, Hugh, first of all. Obviously, people should check out that 3142 tactic in the Supporter Tactic Bank as we plugged earlier. It is in there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in there. Um, definitely give it a try, especially if you have a lot of untradeable team of the season attackers like I do and don't know how to get them all in. It's a fun way to play. Yeah, nice. And uh, what do you think? Maybe a, a tutorial on the YouTube channel uh, for, the, for some fun tactics to close out the year? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I got a few clips of some good goals this weekend and maybe next weekend I can put together a few more just to, so it's not a two minute video. But um, yeah, I think it should be good. <laughs> and people can find that YouTube channel searching Hubert maybe is the best way to do it with two zeros. Hubert Elite FIFA Guide. I, I don't actually know what like the slash is. I think it's just a bunch of letters and numbers right now. <laughs> well, the campaign starts here then. Uh, get over there. Uh, subscribe to Hugh and maybe he'll be able to plug an actual link once he reaches, I think it's like a thousand subs maybe. Um, thanks for coming on anyway, Hugh. Thanks for having me. It's been good to be here. Nice. Well, one more discussion point before we all head off and that is around Japes, your 352 
playing target man on both strikers. What is the thought process behind that instruction then? I think that I prefer uh, being able to play. Like I found I couldn't get on with like getting behind for most of my players because my brain just doesn't seem to work that way. Mm. In my head, a striker's job is to check back for the ball to feet and do a bit of hold up play unless a through ball is open. And let me like, let's be clear, like with target man, they will make that through ball run. If it's Mm -hmm. open, they'll still do it. But their default when you're in transitioning and possession is not to just hit these like crazy hopeful through balls. Like my brain doesn't function like that. So when they check back, it just means that I have an easier time transitioning and playing out of press because they're checking back for the ball. So I can hit those driven passes straight to the striker as like a really safe option time and time again. I just, I find I play better with that instruction Mm. and my attacking mid gets more involved going forward that way too. But I've been playing with target. I mean, I've been playing with target man on the four, one, four, one on the three, four, two, one on the three, five, two on all of my strikers. And I I really like it. That makes a lot of sense. I think one of the problems that I've had with the three, five, two in the, past is maybe that the striker striker cam combo becomes almost too predictable perhaps when i'm playing it and you know that might be you know user error if you like it might just be because i'm not being creative enough but it feels like i always want to rush it you know going forward with the cam striker striker and maybe that would help actually because it kind of would slow you down and allow you to build up better totally i suppose i like rush it forward to my attackers in a sense Mm. And then let the rest of my team sort of catch up because with having two players on target, man, you have the ability to transition quickly. And then oftentimes your left mid and right mid are more aggressively attacking beyond their fullbacks or their outside backs because their outside backs are caught higher up the pitch. And it gives you an easy transition pass to go from your strikers to the feet of your attacking mid dms wide players they're just set up better to do that i encourage people to play with the tactic i i I think it's really good and i think it's underappreciated and and i said it a bunch of times like i I initially tried it because i wanted to use hullet as a striker and i was like all right big man like (laughs) let's try the target man out but i found that like ronaldinho with target man is brilliant he makes amazing runs his movement's awesome and when you play the ball into his feet when he's checking back Mm. he can dribble around anyone Mm. Like he's really hard to take the ball off of him. And so like elite dribblers are really good with the target man instruction as well, because similar to like, I'd compare it to the false nine in a sense where they like check back to get involved in build up, but they don't check back all the way into the midfield, yeah. right? Like they still stay higher up ahead of that midfield line. So it's a little bit of a hybrid uh, for me between like a false nine and like a balanced instruction. Completely agree. I was not jumping out because yeah, the, this target man has, uh, you know, everything good in the game has found its way into the, the competitive scene. I've played against a couple of people that use Target Man on both their strikers in a 4 because that animation, not an animation, but that setup of them almost have already mm-hmm. been backed in. You're right, with a, a good dribbler, you can just turn someone if they're too aggressive. And if they're not too aggressive, you have all the time in the world and you're just in between the pocket of space between the midfielders and the center backs. So you're not getting the ball on a centre-back's touch. They're not making some silly run in behind, trying to bait you into playing quickly. Um, It is really, really, really nice. And I think that's something that you're going to see a lot more of people using target man because 
it's super, super, super good, honestly. Mm. Here I was thinking I was like using a hipster style instruction. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's definitely still it's definitely still hipster. But it's definitely, not for it's long. definitely still hipster. Like, you can play thirty games. You can play thirty games a week. Like I don't even know if one person will yeah. be using Target Man. Honestly, like um, it's just something that I think people have tested with with uh, how. I mean, if the AI can obviously make some silly runs and attacks, so everyone just wants feet, you know, the feet to the ball of the, the striker, especially if you're playing these accounts with R9 and CR7, they just want the ball, ball at feet and then they can do all the crazy stuff they do in this game. But it's so nice. It is really the hybrid between just balance, which I always usually play on, and then like the false nine, which I love. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, like obviously the guys, you know, sometimes you, you're seeing your Messi and he's at the halfway line, like dropping into midfield, which is which is really fun, but also not so fun when you're like chasing a goal. <laughs> so it's like it's the target man's the perfect uh, in between. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, on that, I think we're ready to say our goodbye. So yeah, Jake, it's um, been a real pleasure. Glad to have you for this Bundesliga uh, special podcast. Well, less Bundesliga on the gameplay pod, obviously, but you know, overall, it's been great. Yes, been a lot of fun. I will, of course, update you on the next pod with my uh, fingers crossed superior mm. elite Bundesliga team of the season packs. <laughs> and if not, I am sure I'm going to be overly bitter about it and you guys will never be able to tell that I'm bitter. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to the next pod. You guys can, of course, see those Bundesliga cards in action on my stream, which is twitch.tv slash FIFA. Or, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and I'll tell you uh, what I think about all the great Bundesliga SPCs. I'll probably still gush about Tap Soba again because the card's just <laughs> until the end of the cycle, yeah. yeah, until the end of the cycle. Like, uh, right. Follow me on Twitter at AirJapes. Great. And uh, Marcus, pleasure to have you back on as well. It's been fantastic to have you return. Thank you. Uh, my absolute pleasure to have you on again. I appreciate that. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been a great, great just listening, especially just listening to all the... Uh, all the thoughts about team this mm. season because I, ha- I have been slightly out of the loop because of just preparing for yeah. you know playing but now I'm getting back into the swing of things and um this yeah so many amazing cards going to be a nice little end to the I guess the FIFA cycle yeah yeah it's going to be great and um yeah where can people catch you actually if uh, I guess you may be streaming again and putting out videos potentially so uh people might want to catch those yeah so my twitter is just Mar- at Marcus Grams FIFA and then my twitch is Marcus underscore Grams I'll be streaming the uh the weekend league, probably false nine, and then I think uh, a few of the crazy challenges are about to happen. Some mm. of the bronze and silver kind of stuff. It's around that time where it's most difficult to play because everyone has their best teams. So um, nice. it's, it's always a bit. It's always a bit of fun. Great. Well, thanks, Marcus, again. And uh, that wraps us up. Thank you to all you listeners out there for joining us on this one. A plug again, of course. I don't want anyone to miss out on it. That twelve thousand fever point or voucher equivalent giveaway. You can find it over at bit.ly slash pod two years so that's bit.ly slash pod two years that's the number two although i think the word two also works but yeah all that's left to be said is a huge thank you to all you supporters for keeping the foot weekly podcast going and keeping it weekly or more than weekly in fact and a big thanks to those icon supporters dave b dj fifa player coach vass hugh j thomas alan g alistair martin m jordan Matt L, Chris W, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikhail L, Nishant, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, 
Stephen M, Roger D, at Pace of a Tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. A quick bonus track, actually, because I wouldn't normally do this, but Danny Elmo came out since we did the pod, and I actually think he looks fantastic value. You know, he's 160-something K. Uh, the five-star skills upgrade, and the fact that if you put a marksman on him, it really seems to perfectly balance the attacking stats and gives him a bit of a physical presence. While he might not be, you know, truly top tier, he's going to be very, very silky on the ball, I can tell, and also has the ability to hybrid between Bundesliga and Spanish, if that's something you wanted to do. There are plenty of good players uh, from both at the moment, and uh, someone I thought people might like to hear about if they hadn't spotted him already. Right, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Podcast Network.